Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is 2 Corinthians 12, 11 through 21. As I do things with my children, I don't really expect them at this point in their lives to pay for themselves. If I take them to go mini golfing, I'm not saying, all right, Mac, where's your money? No, I'm paying for that because parents should provide for their children and not the other way around. And that is a reference that the Apostle Paul makes in our reading today. And it's really that thought that I want us to dwell mostly on. And today will actually be a good day for us to review the book of 2 Corinthians. When we started 2 Corinthians, I shared with you how the Corinthians are a more difficult church. And this book highlights some of the difficulties of ministry and I hope brings encouragement in the light of that. And so I hope today we can look back and say, are we encouraged? Has our perspective been changed by what I think is a very important book? in the New Testament. Let's look a little bit at what goes on here in 2 Corinthians 12, 11 through 21. And again, Paul is defending himself. And again, you sense the awkwardness of it. Verse 11, I have been a fool. You forced me to it for I ought to have been commended by you. Uh, So he's defending himself and you can tell he doesn't like doing this. For I was not at all inferior to these super apostles, even though I am nothing. The signs of a true apostle were performed among you with utmost patience, with signs and wonders and mighty works. So there, even going back to our some of some of our discussion on spiritual gifts from 1 Corinthians, you see this idea of the signs of a true apostle. Things like signs and wonders and mighty works were meant to affirm the apostles. And Paul is referring back to those. And so again, he's defending himself by pointing back at these things. Uh, And then he says something interesting in verse 14, which I alluded to earlier. Here for the third time, I am ready to come to you and I will not be a burden for I seek not what is yours, but you. Paul here is referencing how uh, both in 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians, he's noted that when he was doing ministry in Corinth, he refrained from making a living from ministry. He would work to support himself so as not to burden them financially. And he's referring to that again, but then he gives why. What's the principle here? For children are not obligated to save up for their parents but parents for their children. And when I think about doing something with my kids, I am happy to do that. And I'm happy to spend the money to do that because I I value the relationship with them. And here you see Paul saying that in a spiritual sense, I will most gladly spend and be spent for your souls. If I love you more, am I to be loved less? He's saying, I will gladly spend and be spent for your 
souls. And then he goes on to defend himself and even his integrity and how he did not uh, seek to be a burden to them. He did not take advantage of them. His associates have uh, behaved in the same way. And then even at the end of this section, he points out some of the serious sin that he knows might be going on there and, and, and how seriously that should be taken. And we'll get more into that as we look at chapter 13. But I want us to think even more on that idea of children not being obligated to save up for their parents, but parents for their children. And then that line, I will most gladly spend and be spent for your souls. That line, I think, sums up so much of what we have been seeing in the book of 2 Corinthians. Paul will gladly spend himself for the sake of the Corinthians, even when he does not get anything in return. And that's what I want you to think about. That's what I want you to evaluate as we come close to concluding this book. Can you say that you will gladly spend and be spent for the souls of others? Now, again, one of the things we have seen, I think of chapter 5 in particular, how we cannot say we are living for Christ if we do not then care about the ministry of reconciliation. Part of your life should be, I want to engage in this ministry of reconciliation and seeing people get saved. And that's where I would say, what should that look like? First and foremost, you being involved in your local church as you seek to reach, teach, and train. That's what your church should be trying to do. You should be engaging in that. And you should be trying to reach people. And one way you can do that even is by inviting them to your church and engaging them with the gospel. You should be engaged in the ministry of reconciliation. Well, if you are doing that, then you will experience some of the difficulties of the Apostle Paul. And that's where you need to go into that with a mindset. I want to see people get saved. I want to see people discipled. And I will gladly spend and be spent for that cause. Let's just think through some questions as we review now the book of 2 Corinthians that I want you to consider. One would be, are you ready to sacrifice? That's that idea of spending and being spent. That is not all going to be convenient to you. That might cost you money. That's going to cost you time. That's going to cost you emotional investment. Are you ready to make sacrifices for the sake of the gospel, for the ministry of of reconciliation? Are you ready to do that? This is not going to be a walk in the park. You think even of a sports team that wants to win a championship. Every guy on that team needs to realize, I'm going to have to sacrifice. I'm going to have to work hard. I'm going to have to pour myself out if we want to achieve our goal. Everybody in the church needs to be thinking that same way. I am ready to sacrifice. I am ready to pour myself out so we can achieve the goal for which Christ has put us here. Are are you willing to sacrifice or are you thinking you're just going to be a spectator? Even think about the subject of revival. Don't think that you're just going to be a spectator in a revival. You are going to have to sacrifice as a part of that. And so along with that sacrifice, are you ready to suffer? And that again, that can look a variety of ways. Paul clearly suffered persecution. Paul suffered just 
some from his life and traveling, right? Dangers that came just with with traveling and shipwreck and and those kinds of things. There were inherent uh, ways that he suffered to do what he was doing. And one of the most acute things that you see in Second Corinthians is the hurt he experienced at the hands of other people. Some of the things that were being said about him and unfortunately believed by some about him had to be incredibly personally hurtful. And that's one thing I want to prepare you for and encourage you in. If you want to serve the Lord, prepare to be personally hurt by others. It's just going to happen. And I hope Second Corinthians prepares you for that. So when you experience that, you don't run away from ministry. You don't run away from the church because of hurt. You say, you know what? That's what I was expecting because that is what I see in the scripture. Please don't get jaded or bitter in the church. Realize this has been going on since the apostle Paul. And so then some other questions to ask yourself, are you making it your aim to please him? I think of chapter five again, whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. And we talked about how that is both comforting and challenging. Are you feeling both aspects of that in your life? I feel the challenge that I'm not here to please people. I'm not here just to get over, you know, some ministry bar to say, okay, I can pat myself on the back. I've done something now. No, I'm here to please Christ. That is my goal. And you also experience the comfort of that, that when people don't respond to you sacrificing for them, that's not really why you were doing it in the first place. Yes, you care about other people, you love other people, but you're not even ultimately doing ministry for other people. You're doing it for Christ. So at the end of the day, you're not so much concerned whether or not they are pleased. You care most about whether Christ is pleased. And then are you relying on his grace? How did Paul endure through all of this? He learned the the grace of Christ is sufficient. It's sufficient. It is enough. And Paul learned to rely on that grace. And again, even learned to relish the weakness that propelled him towards that grace of God. And so I hope... 2 Corinthians inspires you to engage in the ministry of reconciliation, that that it stirs up within you a desire to say, I will spend and be spent for the souls of other people. And along with that, I hope this book has reminded you, you got to be ready to sacrifice. You got to be ready to suffer. And to get through those things, you got to make your aim to please Christ. And you got to rely on his grace. I love the book of 2 Corinthians. I hope you do too. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.